0: Competing at a combined weight of 405 pounds, they are the raiding, defending, undisputed racing dudes, triple crown, champions of the world, the
1: Magic go.
0: What's up everybody, I'm Magic and i'm mike and this is the magic Mike show episode 466 mr samich yeah it's gonna be a, a big a big uh show we're gonna do we got a, the late pick five races nine through 14 ending with the sorry 13 ending with the Preakness stakes at, all stakes races at pimlico and it's always tough mike because pimlico runs for normally two three weeks out of the year and After that, we just kind of leave and go back to Laurel for Maryland racing. So uh, do you have any handicapping angles that you like at Pimlico or anything you've noticed so far from how the meet's gone?
1: Yeah, pick winners. That helps out. If you pick the horse across the line first, you usually do better than if you pick the one across the line. Second, uh, Turf, like, look, it's, it's your your typical turf course, right? You want to be toward the lead. If there's some water that gets into the turf, you want to be off the pace. Generally, you want to be more forwardly placed at Pimlico on the dirt as well. You usually can't make up a ton of ground, especially going two turns. So uh, like most racetracks, speed is the advantage on both courses. But you, you do have some variance in that. Usually it's a pretty fair dirt track, but you, you still don't want to be too far back
0: uh yeah a couple of these races will be on the turf one's a turf sprint with a bunch of loaded uh, it's a loaded field and a bunch of horses that we know pretty well and a couple of new shooters we haven't talked about before so ed Burke's saying race 10 is impossible to me help hopefully we'll be able to help you if you need more help or if you want to play the 14th which is the, the what the uae president's cup it's the arabian horses it always comes after the Preakness Stakes because, well, why not? Uh, you can get all that information in the Preakness Stakes betting Bible. It's out. It's available. It's ready right now. So if you have purchased it, go to RacingDudes.com. Go to your account and it'll be down available for download. If you want to just buy it on its own, go ahead and do that right now at RacingDudes.com. But Mike, we got a lot of horses to talk about. You ready to get into it?
1: Riders up!
0: All right, here we go my first leg of the Pimlico late pick five on Saturday May 20th race nine the skip at stakes 10 older fillies and mary sp- mares sprinting six furlongs on the dirt where'd you go on top
1: uh, well, I'm going to single here in a $5 ticket. I'm going to go in too deep in my 50 cent ticket. As most people can guess, if you watched this show two weeks ago, you knew I was on Mage. If you're watching now, you can probably guess I'm going to stick with Mage. So we'll, I'm going to single the last race as well, which allows me to play a little bit shorter in a $5 ticket. And I don't want to go crazy because I think Mage is going to be a very short price at the end of this. So I don't want to spend 108 bucks, 144 bucks, anything like that, if you're singling Mage at the back end. Because it's just not going to pay exponentially more. I do like a price in here, though. When you look through this field, it is just speed on speed on speed. You probably have eight of the 10 horses that want to be on or very close to the lead. And then you got this six horse gunning. Who's just like, Hey, I'll sit right behind that pack and then run right by you down the lane. So give me the six gunning on top at six to one caught a wet track in the last three races and didn't run poorly on it. So I'm not trying to make an excuse over the wet track. I think this horse is better on a fast track though. If you go back, you look at the best race. It was seven furlongs breaking the maiden at Churchill downs over a fast track on a wet track this horse can run but on a fast track she may be better and if she is she could stand over this field and you're getting a nice price to kick it off so i'm gonna single the six in the five dollar ticket i'm gonna go too deep with the six on top and the 50 cent ticket
0: you know when you said that uh, you started off this race talking about mage i thought for sure you're gonna bring up the fact that the six is mage's older half sister did you realize that
1: <laughs> no, no idea
0: see that's what we need to hear for you you're, the, you're the, the information guy Listen, if I could be here, good for one thing, let it be that. Ah, uh, yeah, she's a, a older sister, older half sister of Mage. She's by Gun Runner. Um, two, the two horses you use in your fifty cent ticket, I use both of them, so they're both Gun Runner four year olds. Gun Runner, we saw very good as a three-year-old, but he got better as a four-year-old, and especially at the end of that four-year-old campaign. Um, I use Gunning in here. You've nailed all the good points. Um, her two worst efforts, I thought, were when she tried attending the early pace as well. Absolutely no chance of happening in this race, nope. um, unless all the other horses fall down out of the gate. Uh, in which case, hey, then she's going to win easily, and at six to one, I love her. Uh, my top pick is not the other one that you used here, but it's gonna be the seven, eaty, meeny, miny, mo at eight to one. The layoff is the concern, right? The five and a half month layoff, but that last race that she was in, she was chasing Frank's Rockette in the grade three sugar swirl. Frank's Rockette is one to five if she's in this race and there's nobody that's that talented to press. I, I love the fact that she's showing up here. Again, the layoff is a little bit of concern, but uh before the Sugar Swirl, she was never higher than nine to two odds. She's been favored in five of her 10 starts. Her three best races in 2022, which were two wins and then second by half length, they all came with pressured paces, and we should see that here. Uh, but she did show in those races she could fight off her rivals to win, including a stakes at Monmouth. It's very similar to most of the horses she's facing here. Two for two at Pimlico, four for eight at the distance. Oh, by the way, Luis Saez is hopping aboard. I love that Luis Saez is showing faith to ride Edie, meeny, Miney, moe. Uh, as far as the trainer goes i didn't know anything about michelle hemingway so i did a little deep dive only seven starts this year at the time of the uh, printing of my pps uh four total horses two of them were wins two more hit the board so she's already got four of seven horses in the or four of seven starts in the money uh she's 14 winners uh 42 in the money last year in 2022 which was her first full year in america she's a multiple group one winner in south africa as well so you know she's got a lot of talent she knows what she's doing and she's this is by far her most talented horse i like that she's placing this horse in the right spot so i used the seven Edie mini mo but i'm guessing all of the pace signed on is plus the layoff probably why you left her off
1: yeah it was tough for me I mean, when you look at the two races where she's really been like crazy press i guess there's, there's one where she went 44 and two and was able to win in the, the regret um at monmouth but the other two times she's gone 44 she did not finish and she lost by 18 lengths and this this feels like a 44 pace because it there are some burners in here i mean, think the three horse i'm the boss of me is a hundred percent sending with irad there uh, i'm going to use the two horse that i believe you are as well as benign yep. here who Is going to be forwardly placed maybe really the classiest of the speed and that's that's really why i'm using the two i think this is your classiest speed horse probably not your fastest speed horse but has the ability to pass horses if we do end up in second or third um so the the amount of pace in here made it really hard for me to get excited about any of the horses that absolutely have to have the lead to win and to me that was the issue with the seven horse
0: uh, let's talk about the two. Beguine, uh the other horse we're using here, 3-1. to one. Uh, She showed two back at Aqueduct that she could sit off the pace like you mentioned, and she came within half the length of winning that race. And the, the winner of Rosa Veloce was loose on the lead by open lengths at one point. It's not Beguine's fault that she wasn't. Uh, nobody else went up and pressed that horse, and she almost caught her anyways. Um, last time on the Garland of Roses, I thought she probably sat too close to the pace. You know, she was wearing blinkers for the first time. We're keeping the blinkers on after that effort, so I thought that that was... Notable as well. Did you have any concern that she's three to one on the morning line? She's got that big buyer two back with the hundred buyer. She's one for eight. She's very camera shy. She loves to run second. She's got three runner-up finishes. uh Are you worried about that at all?
1: A little bit. I mean, but if you you look at it and you're like, well, she ran second in the Grade Three Fantasy, right? She ran second in a hundred and sixteen thousand dollars stakes race. She ran second to, to Rosa Veloce that day, where. She didn't really have a chance to beat her. So when you, you go through the second places, you're like, well, I kind of get it. I mean, like, like those are better horses and better fields than what she is facing <clears> today. And so I'm not going to hold her against getting her picture taken simply because of how that happened. I mean, this is it's not like we've been running in maiden special weights. We just keep running second, right? These are, these are quality races we're running second in. Um, I agree with you on the last race as well. I'm hoping that she is not part of this pace scenario. I want her to sit. Like there's probably four horses that definitely want to go. I want her to be in that next group of two or three and sitting on the rail, save ground, tilt out and go past the tired horses. And then it's whether or not Gunning can run her down. We'll see what happens here off the layoff. uh, That's obviously a concern as well, but she shouldn't have issues with the distance. She's gone a mile and a 16th in her career. Feels like she's going to be running pretty well. So I I think the two and the six get me through here. And I'm hoping this pace develops the way I expect it
0: uh i saw that uh, uh chris Mellon brings up chitara is still running yeah six-year-old chilean bred chitara is still here uh she's actually was my fourth horse i didn't use her i think she might be you know a good horse to use underneath for trifecta's purposes but um you yeah, know she's got some back class there i just did you look at chitara at all a little
1: bit i this is another one where i'm not sure the trip she works out i mean she she's not mm-hmm as fast as some of these others and she doesn't like passing horses that much right so it's one of those situations where like if i thought they were going to go 22 and 4 45 and 4 and she's sitting in second like then yes i I thought that she had a shot here but i expect them to go 22 and 2 22 and 3 like i think they're gonna be blazing early and if that's the case
0: her game is severely negatively affected let's move on my second leg of the Pimlico late pick five on Saturday May 20th race 10 this is the Jim McKay turf sprint stakes we got an overdrawn field 12 older males plus and also eligible and you can bet your ass we're both gonna use that also eligible if he draws in uh they're going five furlongs on the grass by the way, first of four races we'll be covering live on Saturday on the YouTube channel. We'd love it if you joined us. Uh, we will be live 1 to 4.15-ish p.m. Uh, on Saturday Pacific Coast time, so 4 to 7.15 if you're on the East Coast. Uh, we got a lot of agreement here as well. Start us off, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to
1: go to the rail. I'm going to go to the one horse, nothing better on top. Um, this has been a, just a great sprinter. We've talked about Hori Duarte Jr. on this before. He's basically Colt's next personal trainer. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of pub because he doesn't put out a ton of horses, but when he runs them, they run well. He's six for or six for thirty-two on the year. Uh, this horse won last time out uh, at Aqueduct, going six furlongs, optional uh, claimers there, going eighty for eighty k. Beat Voodoo Zip, straight answer, two pretty good horses. Lost to Belgrano two back, but before that, it ripped off two straight. As is a horse that just sprints very, very well. I like this five-foot-long distance. Should be forwardly placed. Has speed on the rail, which I like as well. So I'm, I'm going to put nothing better on top here and erase it again. I mean, you'd expect it in a five-foot-long turf sprint, but it has a boatload of speed one more time.
0: I used her as well, Uh, like I mentioned, um, you know, 5 for 11 at the distance, Uh, Duarte strong here, and Karamanos was back, uh, was aboard three races back uh, when they won the Aqueduct Turf Sprint Championship. So, uh, you know, second off the layoff, I think there's going to be a a, a very improved effort here uh, from the one Nothing better. Lots of pace though, where else did you go in this race? Well, my boy is in this race.
1: So obviously, I gotta I gotta pick Smoke and Jade. The number two horse here. The number five horse is gonna be on both the five dollar and the fifty cent ticket for me. Uh, Smoke and Jade is one of those horses we've talked about a bunch on here. Finally, was able to get the job done for us two back. Last time out was a really disappointing effort. Not really sure what happened. I mean, it's just one of those almost too bad to believe type races. Uh, my other boyfriend, Run the Fed, won that one after you openly mocked me for picking him yeah. in that race. Uh, well, he got home there. Look, Smoking Jay is going to get the pace set up here. And to me, that's the key. Smoking Jay is able to sit close to the pace and pounce. That's what he did two back. That's what I'm looking for him to do here. There's a ton of horses that want to go to the front. Smoking Jay should get the good trip. It's just whether or not we're going to fire today. But if Smoking Jay fires, 6-1 to is a pretty good price on the 5-horse. So, Five horses was a second pick for me. Did you use my boy Smoking Jay? Or are you going to be crying after the first race on the live stream?
0: If there's anyone out there who uh, they themselves or they have family members, someone they know that needs a kidney, uh, Chris Myelos is available because he bet it and he lost. It is not on my ticket. No, no Smoking Jay on my ticket here. No, I, the horse, yeah, he'll hit the board. I'm not using him on the ticket. No, all right, no interest well, in him.
1: Magic's not getting out of the second leg. All right, who else you? Uh, who, what other <laughs> losers you got on
0: here? uh it's funny too because i was looking at your ticket on the back end and all of a sudden i saw i was like five horse and then literally as i thought that i saw it switch so i see the um what you did there. Uh, let's talk about the 10 horse. We both like this horse, Coppola. Uh, cannot believe that this is, I almost made Coppola my top pick. It's a Dale Roman's horse. Uh, I had to check my temperature a couple times times, make sure I was feeling okay. Uh, if you remember, Coppola is a 400, former $800,000 purchase by the Avengers team, uh, failed the Bob Baffert program, never made a start for Bob Baffert. They send it to Jonathan Thomas, He won his first two races and then couldn't quite handle mid-level allowance runners in the middle of the country. And they sold him off for $105,000. Actually, you know, pretty good return on investment considering how poorly he'd run in a lot of his races. They uh, sold him. He had one start for a different trainer, and then he went to Dale Romans, and Dale Romans put him on the turf, and three straight races on the turf, all sprinting, all of them very solid, including a dominating four-and-a-half-length win at Churchill Downs during Derby Week and a race where he still had a little bit of trip trouble. Um, speaking of which, both fourth-place finishes at Gulfstream Park for Dale Romans. They were good, lots of trip trouble. Really hoping that now that we're out in the 10 post, because trying to avoid some trip trouble, Coppola. Come on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, come on, buddy. Let's let's not get in trouble here. Look, uh, rarely am I going to say this, but Dale Romans, great job and just sticking to the guns and keeping this horse on the turf. Uh, because mm-hmm. those first two efforts, they they weren't they didn't jump off the page at you. But all of them were better than the dirt efforts. And then last time you saw it come together at Churchill Downs, getting John Velasquez in here, you're getting six to one. I can't believe that I'm going to be using McPeak as a single in my first race. And I'm going to be using Romans in the second race in my $5 pick five. But here we are. Look, th- this horse seems loaded, should get the trip. You mentioned the trip trouble, but it has tactical speed and then has a kick. And that's that's really what you want in these type of races. So I, I think we got a big shot here with Coppola, the 10 horse. You get a nice price at six to one. <laughs>
0: Chris is asking Dr. Ting in the chat if he handles kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> Only Okay. Oh, that's great. Um, all right, next, uh, so I'm a little surprised, and, and you can tell me why you didn't. Uh, number three Artemis City Limits is actually was my top pick in this race. Um, irad and mike maker 27 percent winner since the start of 2022 and a huge class drop this horse has been in grade twos and grade ones at kentucky downs keeneland he ran a pretty good fifth in the breeders cup turf sprint and i think that the reason i did like him in this spot also is that he's tactical he can sit on the pace but in this if it ends up being blitzing here and a couple horses crossed over on him i think he can sit off comfortably with irad aboard uh but you didn't use the three artemis city limits tell me why No,
1: this was my fifth horse in, so if the 13 doesn't draw in, which I think we're both going to talk about in a second here, I would add the three, but in my mind, this is just a play against horse for me. Look, the last two were awful, and I realized, yeah, facing a ton better, I get it, you know, there's grade two Shaker Town, grade one sprint, Caravelle was in both of those, but you say tactical. This horse has never won when it wasn't on the lead at the half mile point. That's a problem in this race for me. I I don't see him making the lead, and if he does, I think it's going to be a really pressed lead. And so, yeah, you can point back to a couple races where he did not win, but his buyers would be good enough to win this race. But for me, at 5-2 to in a race that I think is wide open, and I, I like a favorite at the end, there's just enough reason for me to try and take a shot against Artemis City Limits here
0: that's fair enough uh last one to talk about here oh no before we talk about the, the also eligible real quick I also use the number six that's right at 12 to one playing the trainer angle on this one uh, Michael Moore is at 29 percent win rate this year 28 percent with Hernandez riding with a 286 ROI and it's small sample sizes but since the start of 2022 he's 31 percent in stakes four for 13 43 off of a 180 day plus layoff Three for seven 62 percent in turf sprints five for eight again very small sample sizes but very good numbers for those sample sizes uh the horse fired back to back four full on bullets at parks leading up to this going 47 and two 47 and three and as a three-year-old you got to remember he beat older horses in the grade three turf monster at parks uh the runner-up from that came back to win an allowance at laurel next out this feels like the kind of horse that could pop up at a big price on Preakness Day when a lot of these legs look a little bit chalky. So I did use the six here as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't hate just uh, that's right. Again, it's the speed problem with me. And we were talking about this a lot in the first two races. I didn't even realize it when we were going into this. But there is just it. it, That's another horse like it has to get the lead. And so then the question is, if you've got Artemis City limits going, if you got nothing better going, if you got that's right going, are we sure one of them can hold on? I think the one is actually the classiest of those horses from a speed perspective. And so that's why I ended up there, but it's going to be tough to go gate to wire in this race. And that is what that's right is going to try and do from that six post.
0: All right, let's talk about him. Number 13, beer can, man, Flavian Pratt, Phil D'Amato. We're both hoping some of these, one of these horses in this race ends up scratching so that he could get in here, but uh, tell the people about why we like him. Uh, His name, just a phenomenal name.
1: (laughs) Uh, look, that's the name we talked about the motto shipping back to Kentucky and, and beer can man ran at at, uh, at Keeneland. We actually talked about this race again it was the front, front of the Fed race ends up going off as a two dollar and 50 cent favorite in that spot. Got a ton of play. I thought didn't run poorly, just kind of didn't really get the trip. And if you look at what happened to him as well in the gate, he had issues going into the gate. It was kind of you felt like it was that comeback race. And then once he was in the gate, he moved around didn't break as clean as normal. I trust a model with these type of horses. Pratt picks up the mount. I like the 13 post when you have tactical speed and a ton of speed inside of you because he should be able to pick the trip he wants. And I trust Pratt to get this horse, you know, let's say in fifth or sixth, two wide or three wide going into that far turn with a bunch of speed in front of you to chase down. We got to draw into the race. But if 13 beer cam man draws in, I think he's really live.
0: I wanted to throw it to you because the the you were the first one that was on the Damato shipping to Kentucky angle, so I wanted to uh, make sure you. But I agree with you on that one. Uh, let's hope that he draws in. In the meantime, move on the third leg of the late pick five at Pimlico on Saturday, May twentieth, race eleven, the Maryland Sprint Stakes. We got a field of ten older males going six furlongs. Whoops, on the main track, where'd you go on top? Sorry, I'm I'm uh, still celebrating a twelve to one over at Belmont. It's just been one of those days where everyone keeps
1: running in second for me. Eleventh uh, <laughs> race, look. I didn't get crazy. You're Nakatomi, the seven horse for me, Wesley Ward, coming out of grade two, grade three, grade one races, ran pretty well in all of those and just kind of came up a little bit short when it came down to the wire. We're dropping into that grade three level today. It just seems like this is where this horse fits well and you don't have any of those like monster beaters in here you know any horses that you're really that afraid of um so i think nakatomi is the best shot at coming from off the pace to try and get it, to get the job done here you've got the 10 horse where uh wonder where craig is you've got the eight horse straight no chaser who are both going to be flying early so i'm willing to take a shot here at a horse that's going to come from just off of it to try and get the job done it's not like nakatomi is like completely void of early speed as well just not as quick as those other two so i think it's a pretty good trip here sitting fourth or fifth and able to to get the job done turning for home
0: uh this is my top pick as well he was my not only my top pick in the commonwealth i singled him and that didn't go too well for me uh but i'm not getting enough of nakatomi now uh was seven furlongs that's probably too far for this horse and you remember the runner-up from that race was hoist the gold he finished a pretty nice second in the grade one churchill down stakes uh right before the kentucky derby uh wesley ward tyler gaffley 10 for 30 with a 229 roi since the start of 2022 so i'm all over uh nakatomi as well where'd you go for your next play
1: uh, only going to go two deep in the five, well, actually I'm singling Nakatomi in the, uh, in the $5 ticket here. I'm going to go three deep in the 50 cent ticket. I'm using straight, no chaser. I, I, look the eight horse three to one. I realize we're not getting a great price. That last race was so good at Oakland. I mean, just so freaking good. The horse goes 22 gets to go 45. And that was the first time in this horse's career. He was able to go 45 ends up winning by seven. Right. So a big key here is is how fast is where's uh, where, wonder where Craig is. Freaking horse's name is unbelievable. <laughs> how fast that horse is going to go. He's only gone forty fourth twice in his career. So if they don't blaze early, I think straight no chaser has a big chance of being able to hold on and take this field gate to wire. So I like the eight as
0: well. Did you use straight no chaser? I didn't. I think this horse is a speed and quit. And I don't love, uh, love how he's looked in some of his races. I didn't think that he would necessarily get, um, an easy lead here. I was looking back at the Palace Verde stakes two back when Straight No Chaser had, you know, a little bit of a lead. It was contested about halfway down the backstretch, and then he just kind of faded and lost by almost four lengths. There's two horses in here for the Queen of Maryland racing, Brittany Russell. One of them is Wonder Where Craig is. The other one's Hello Hot Rod. They have two different styles. Wonder Where Craig is is going to be up there on the lead, you would expect, especially with her husband, Sheldon Russell, in the saddle. So I I deg to actually use the 10 because I think that he can push the horse and um and he can push straight no chaser and be in a fight and still have a little bit left whereas with straight no chaser with his efforts it's like his, to me his best effort still was that debut win on turf going five furlongs at del mar like to me that's what he is he's like a five five and a half furlong horse when he's going to be facing speed like he will here
1: i mean hopkins and, and taba the horses he lost to two and three back are pretty good i mean i'm willing to kind of forgive some of those losses here for for straight no chaser a real quick shout out to Brittany russell I, she's 58% at Pimlico right now, 7 for 12. Uh, it's funny looking through these PPs, and you're like, okay, how do I play this? Because you've got her, who's just dominating the circuit, and then you have all these horses shipping in. And so how often do you use those local horses? How often do you try and play against them? I thought that was one of the more difficult parts about handing the capping this card over the weekend. I did end up 3D here. Give me the two prevalence. Uh, Give this horse one more chance. (laughs) Jeez. There uh, there are, look, there are races that fit here. I don't know what we were doing going onto the turf. I don't know what we're doing going a mile and seven furlongs in those great threes. This horse wants to be going six, that type of range. Doesn't want to be on the lead. You go back and you look at who this horse has lost to. I mean, it's brutal, man. Up to the mark, endorsed. Syllabus, Jackie's Warrior, Uh, Candyman Rocket, like Jackie's Warrior again. This is a much easier field. And at eight to one, I'm willing to take a shot here with prevalence. Uh, again, last horse on the ticket for me in this race, but I'm willing to take a little bit of a chance.
0: I uh, uh no, I'm done with prevalence. That's it's, fair. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that horse beat me every time. It's uh, I mean, at least they're trying something new where he's never actually used it. This or have been this short before, so maybe that will change things up. Like they haven't completely given up. They're like they're like you you haven't completely given up like eh, we'll keep it. maybe now maybe this time maybe that'll work out for him uh but I'll let him beat me uh I did mention I use the other two Russell horses in here by the way uh you mentioned Brittany Russell is is so rock solid at, at Pimlico she won bat, what races two and three today with JV and Toledo in the saddle like her husband is Sheldon Russell and he exercises a lot of the horses in the morning for him too Toledo's the better statistically the better rider for so it's kind of crazy I uh, wonder where Craig is uh six for 13 at the distance 10 in the money efforts at the distance two for three at Pimlico his one loss here came by a uh as far as hello hot rod goes we talked about Toledo being so rock solid for Brittany Russell and how she's doing so well right now I think it's gonna be sharp cutting back from seven and eight furlong races since Brittany Russell took over and he's five for faf- five for fifteen on fast dirt with nine in the money finishes. A very nice second in the Frank Whiteley Stakes at Laurel last out, and again cutting back. I think that's going to prep him uh, for this spot. So I went seven nine ten. You went two seven eight. But we definitely agree with our top pick Nakatomi. Just don't let me down like he did in the Commonwealth. Real quick question for you. Yeah. Do you think there ever fights in the Russell House if he doesn't get the good mount? <laughs> Do you think I? Any- uh- you know, I would just, a pure guess, I would say that th- there's not a fight. It's just a, okay, and the next time suddenly you have in Toledo's on the horse. I think that's what happens. I think it's more of a passive-aggressive thing that Toledo suddenly pops up on the horse. I mean, that's got to be tough when you're that good and you have two horses in all these
1: races. And you're like, hey, why is why is this guy getting more winners than me? What do, what do I need to do to you? What do I do? Am I doing something wrong at home? Like, what's going on? It's unbelievable.
0: I make uh, it. Let's move on, uh, Mike. The uh Penultimate, leg. I almost said, fourth. What does that mean? Uh, penultimate leg of the Pimlico late pick five on Saturday, May 20th, race 12, the James Murphy Stakes, and we've got nine three-year-old males going a mile on the grass here. Uh, our old boy, Fantastic, again, let us down in the Jeff Ruby Stakes. He's here. He's back on turf. Actually, he's trying turf for the first time, I- at least in a long time. Uh, anyways, where'd you go on top? I went with a boy.
1: Give me Fantastic again. Uh, look, this is this is one of those spots where I don't think. There is a ton of that early speed, and I love the fact that, that we're going a mile here on this turf course, so not nearly as long of a run-up into the first turn. Fantastic again, is your inside speed, should have no problem getting the first turn first, and if that is the case, I think Fantastic again, all of a sudden gets really, really tough to pass. Number three horse, a Western Yarn, could press the early pace, as could Top Recruit, who's the four, but... Luckily Rosario's on the four, so probably not to worry about that too much. Um, and, and if that's the case and the one wins the race to turn, I think Fantastic again gets hard to pass down the lane.
0: Poor Joel. Poor Joel. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> I knew there was gonna be some Joel shade thrown. I had to, to put him up here in the background. Uh because the four is in here, forgetting for the moment who the jockey have is at board. <laughs> I
1: mean much I
0: think I think Jared did that on purpose when he ordered these. Um I didn't use Fantastic again. My issue with him is if I'm watching his races is he doesn't like to be challenged. And every time that he's lost, it's someone goes up and challenges him at some point and they start to put their head with him and he goes, Oh never mind, I don't like this anymore and he quits. So um I'm just worried that that's gonna happen here, but he is bred to really flourish on the turf, and we saw he did really well at Turfway Park on the synthetic, so um, I get using him. I also didn't like that he was three to one when my top pick is the eight to five favorite, Nazerock in here for Flavian Pratt, Graham Motion. Uh, Second off the layoff and taking a huge class drop after finishing a very game second in the grade three Transylvania, Keeneland, back in April, remember the third place horse in that race was Web Slinger. He came back and won the grade two American turf, at Churchill Downs on Derby Day. Uh Najrak with a very solid third in the breeder's Cup Juvenile as well. And Grand Motion adding blinkers on the advice of Flavian Pratt. Motion is 28% adding the blinkers with a nice ROI. So I went with the nine on top. Did you use them at all?
1: Um
0: I did
1: use the nine in my fifty cent ticket. Um I, I do respect Nagnarok here. Web Slinger obviously uh flatters Nagnarok. I really like the 8 in here. It's the other horse that's going to make the $5 ticket, Wonderful Justice. Not sure if you use Mm -hmm. this one, but if you go back and watch that last race, Wonderful (laughs) Justice might have been the best horse in that race and just got a brutal check job. I mean, full-on Florent Giroux ride in that spot where it's just like, hey, we're going to find trouble and ride right into it. And that is exactly what happened. Now we switch from from Giroux over to Saez, Brad Cox, 5-1, to A horse clearly likes turf, should be coming from off the pace, has tactical speed if you need it. Like there's a lot to like about wonderful justice. And I, I think we get close to that five to one price because fantastic again in here, and because Nagnarok on the outside was so far ahead of him last time, I, I think it sets up well to get a decent price on a horse that I, I think may have been the best at Keeneland. and it just we never got to see it. If you look at the running line, it's ridiculous. It was two lengths back and then checked back to seven lengths. I mean, that's how bad it was at the upper stretch, never really got a chance to run. Hopefully, we get a much better trip and get home. Uh, Get the eight wonderful justice home on Saturday.
0: Boy, that you're not kidding. Um, That effort, the the Transylvania. It was just if it was horrible from the start. Not all of it was Flo's fault. I'll give Flo a little bit of a a pass in the fact that he had a horse cross over on him right going into the turn, and that's when Flo had to check up really hard um now Flo didn't do anything after that to really help get the horse out of trouble because he just kind of kept him on the rail and kept him on the rail and everybody slowed down in front of him and he kept him on the rail and it didn't really uh work out too well but yeah uh, I can't say enough about Luis Saez and how much of a jockey upgrade that is over just about anybody uh, especially when he rides for Brad Cox 42 percent winners with a 347 ROI since the start of 2022. so um I yeah by the way uh if you want to see a real flow ride uh go watch the uh not the Caesars the uh whatever the hell the or was it the Caesar whatever the hell that race was at Indiana Grand on Wednesday um oh boy he had the, he was on a horse that was probably five lengths the best and just eighth race thank you Aaron the oh he flowed that one up real bad so I anyways all I have to say I agree with you on wonderful justice almost made him my top pick I went with the three western Yarners, my third pick Love the thing being 10 to one on him, his first two route attempts were two wins, including a maiden win where the second and third place horses both came back to win. And then he set the pace and got caught, finished third in the Columbia stakes behind talk of the nation a horse that's now three for four lifetime for Shug and most who won the Transylvania next time out. And we keep talking about the Transylvania stakes, how much that's a key race for this one. Uh, the winner uh, is who beat Western Yarn in that spot, so was got second there. So I think at 10 to one, especially it's a great uh, odds on him. I'm a little worried that I think he might need the pace and he's not. I'd be surprised. We said this before about Delacrore horses and been wrong, but I don't think he's fast enough to get the lead. Uh, So we'll see what he does with a stalking trip, but just based off of class and what, how he's looked in his turf route attempts, Mike, I did have to put him on here at 10 to one.
1: I don't hate it. Um, I thought that, look, you go back and like you said, that that Columbia race has been just solid because you, you look at how fast they went. I mean, they went 47 to the half. But then they went sub 24, and then they they really cooked it in that last uh, quarter of a mile. There went 110 and four to the six furlongs, 133 and two to the final time. And look, Talk of a Nation and most dash just ran faster down the lane than uh, than a Western Yarn did. But there's nothing. Like wrong with that? I mean, most dash good horse talk of the nation. A lot of people were on on Derby Day before he ended up scratching out. Uh, so we'll see what happens out of that race. Again, I don't think he can get the lead. I think that's a problem. I think Fantastic again is just 100% send from the rail for Warden Velasquez. I think that really hurts the three's chances in this spot. Uh, last
0: one in here for me. Kevin B says the five gets the award for the worst name. As long as he wins, I don't care what the hell they call him. Circling the drain at eight to one. Uh, we talked about last race, Mary, um, Queen of Maryland Racing, uh, Brittany Russell with Javian Toledo, thirty-one percent winner overall. Coming into today, that number has gone way up <laughs> at Pimlico. Um, uh, she's twenty percent going dirt to turf. This is a horse that I've I watched a lot of his races uh, on the. Uh, I guess the Tessio trail because the Tessio is a winning year for the Preakness. Um, He's just kind of a grinder. There wasn't anything about him that really was that exciting. Uh, But he likes to come from off the pace. And I think moving to turf is going to give him a chance to take a big step forward, which he's going to need. His damn... Was uh, six starts going eight or eight and a half furlongs on turf, two wins, a second and two thirds, including uh, the grade three stakes placing and twice was stakes placed. So he has a lot of turf breeding from the, that side. Uh, Cozine, the damn sire, was a, a champion turf horse back in his day. So that side of things says that he should be able to handle the turf. Uh, Russell said after the Tessio are coming into this race that they always thought he was a turfy type and it, he just, he, they wanted to see what he could do for the dirt trail. Now, it's easy to say, well, I thought he was a turf type when he runs like shit in his last dirt race. But, uh, in this case, I'm going to lean towards, I think at least the breeding says that he should be able to handle it. And at eight to one, again, a horse that I like at a price that I'm going to put on this ticket
1: i don't mind spreading in this race i don't think nagnarok is the greatest favorite in the world at eight to five and if you're you're looking for a race to try and get a price i don't hate the idea of this one i mean you can make a little bit of a case for the two i could even make a little bit of case for the six horse a huge price here 20 to one with ortiz picking up the mount so if you want to spread in this spot of the races that we're covering i think this is a good spot to spread
0: speaking of that real quick uh a horse that I considered, and just, I just couldn't pull the trigger because I can't figure out how he would win here. The two fade the noise. 20 to 1. It's yeah. Maker. It's Tarla Gaffleone. He's by Mendelssohn. And this is his first time he's ever going to try longer than, I think, five and a half furlongs in his life. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he won his turf debut, and then uh, he tried the, the turf stakes at Saratoga last August. didn't work. And then last time out was in a big stakes at Keeneland and, and again, didn't show up. But he was also really slow out of the gate. The breeding says that a mile should be within his grasp, and it will be, again, first time he ever tries routing. Are you worried about not using the two? Because I'm a little bit.
1: I mean, like I said, there there are playable long shots in here. And the two specifically lost to fade top recruit on the dirt, then came back and lost to Oxymor, who's a very good turf sprinter, lost to Gaslight Dancer last time out after not breaking and not getting a trip. I mean, you could make an argument that you have not seen the best of this horse pretty easily, that the mile should be a better distance, and like this is one that's just shown he can pass horses and he has a good burst so if he's able to sit in that third or fourth spot he's dangerous if those first two start coming back a little bit and no one's flying from the back so i don't hate the idea of the two
0: at 20 to one in this spot all right let's move on mike the fifth and final leg of the pinnacle late pick five on saturday may 20th race 14 the grade one preakness stakes for eight three-year-olds going a mile and three 16th on the main track we started off this sequence both of us loving a horse that is out of the big brown damn puka and now we're going to finish us talking about why we're singling a horse out of the big brown damn puka and that's number three mage
1: yeah I, I consider going too deep here um but it's hard for me to use use mage uh, and, and use someone else at the same time because let's let's be honest here, mage is going off what even money four to five maybe six
0: to five i was guessing four to five even yeah
1: I mean, right now you can get plus 140 or plus 150 on overseas books. So if you want to bet mage to win, bet it that way because you're not getting plus 140 or plus 150 right now. Um, here's the thing. If you go to the wedding, okay, you're allowed to go to the funeral or the honeymoon, right? If you miss the wedding, then you can't go to the funeral. That is the saying. We went to the wedding. We celebrated. We ate cake. We got really drunk on champagne. We had a great time with the bridesmaids. And here we are. We're to the embrace. Look. Like- Mage has a great shot at winning this race. If he simply runs 90% of that Derby effort. And, and to me, the big thing with whether or not you play Mage here is, do you think he's going to bounce because he is the best horse in this race based off of the, the last three races from his, his profile, right? I mm-hmm. specifically as Florida Derby and Kentucky Derby, I think it's Florida Derby wins this. We've talked about that race at nauseum at this point about why that was a better race than it looked on paper. He just has to not bounce. And when you watch the Derby, What was as impressive as anything else is he did it himself on the backstretch in the far turn. And then he was only hit once down the lane. It's not like Castellano was scrubbing him like crazy and trying to really get every last ounce of effort out of Mage. And he has come back and looked phenomenal. Not like a tired horse. Not like a horse that needs this massive break. So, look, for me, I think Mage is the best horse here i'm not sold on first mission we can talk about why i am not sold on blazing sevens we can talk about why i think national treasure is interesting we can talk about why but mage (laughs) is the best horse and if i'm gonna play this and i'm gonna go too deep and i'm not using someone like perform who i I think is the arguably the other horse you'd want to use if you go too deep i feel like you almost have to single mage if he's a top pick so i'm gonna single mage in both the 50 cent
0: and the five dollar ticket i singled him as well and a big part of it is the price and also the more I look at this, as, as much as we would selfishly, for fantasy purposes, love First Mission to win, because we own him, um, I, first of all, we're not going to win the Fantasy League anyway this year. I think at this point we can officially write that off, because even if First Mission wins, are they going to go Belmont with him? No. They're going to wait for the Haskell or the Jim Dandy or the Travers. so... Uh, with it, take that out of it. From a handicapping perspective, I don't see how Mage loses this. And a, a couple of things I want to bring up. First of all, David Aragona for Daily Racing Form had this great stat uh, per formulator. The trainer, Gustavo Delgado, because there's that quick two-week turnaround and some people are worried about it. Last five years, uh, with last out winners in similar uh, layoffs for Delgado, 8 for 23, 35% with a positive ROI, 16 of those 23 finished in the money. That's a big deal. That shows me like, I don't care That's a 23 horse sample size. Your horses don't usually come around uh, from a turnaround that quickly. He knows what he's doing. And he was a, a multiple triple crown winner, I believe in Venezuela, back in his home country. Um, if you go back and watch the replay for his debut, and a lot of people point that and say, look, look, he can, he's can he got early speed. He was still slow out of the gate because five horses were ahead of him before they, hit the, they exited the shoot onto the main track. But it was eight horses. He was drawn post two. He's post three here. And when he was asked, he did quicken. And I think if there's a case where Castellano wants to go to the lead or wants to be close to national treasure, you don't have a million horses coming down on you. You don't have horses, hopefully, that are going to go screwy and break all over the place and, and mess you up. But even if it does, we saw in the Derby, it doesn't matter. He's, he'll still come by. And Mage is just too strong at this point. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't see how he loses this race. So I'm with you. I singled him. He, he ran a 48 half in the Derby. I don't think people realize that enough. Like, Because they went
1: 45 and change up front, and he 40 right. <laughs> 14 length off. That's a 48 half. I mean, so it's not like he's devoid of speed in that case. Uh, the other thing that I think is really impressive, and I don't think people talked about this. This is an athletic little horse. If you go back and you watch that race, he beats Tappet Trice to a spot before the wire. That's why Tappet Trice mm-hmm. was last, and he was in 16th. He beats Tappet Trice to a spot on the backstretch. He beats Angel of Empire to a spot around the far turn. He can, keep, he can shift gears so much better than a lot of these bigger horses because he is smaller. He is more nimble. So I, I like that part of him as well. If he loses, to me, it's National Treasure. And, and I'm surprised I'm picking National Treasure. But you look, we're adding Blinkers again. I don't think there's a ton of speed in here. I think Bob Baffert is mm-hmm. going to be on a revenge tour coming shortly here. I know that he's allowed back in some certain places. He didn't ship to lose this race. And the fact that Arabian Lion is on the undercard and Arabian Lion lost the first mission by a nose and you're putting national treasure in here tells me you think national treasure is better than Arabian Lion. And if that's the case, then National Treasure is better than First Mission. National Treasure has not made the lead since his first career race. Since then, he's faced Cave Rock twice, who he's not faster than. He's faced three Bob Bafferts when he was not supposed to go to the lead. And he faced two dead sprinters who were ahead of him in the Santa Anita Derby. This is going to be the first time he's going to make the lead since his career-breaking start. If they go 48 to the half, And he's just loose up there, which I I think is definitely in the world of possibilities here, because he beats Coffee with Chris to the corner. Coffee with Chris backs off. He beats First Mission to the corner. He doesn't want the lead anyway. All of a sudden, you've got a Baffert Velasquez up front, where Baffert just wants to win this race badly. He's going to do everything that he can to win it. Uh, That's the case you can make for, for Mage losing this race, is that National Treasure gets loose on the lead and Mage isn't able to run him down because he's four or five lengths back turning for home
0: it is intriguing uh with all of the notes the problem i have is is the same one that kind of aaron's brought up before is he, once you watch the replays i'm like god this horse is just he's just kind of a he just kind of dicks around a lot like he doesn't he doesn't really have a turn of foot so if he gets out there on an easy lead then yeah he becomes dangerous i don't know that he does again i i talked about it with circling the drain i watched all this whole maryland circuit for three-year-olds Coffee with Chris likes to be up front, and Coffee with Chris, I think, is going to be part of that early mix. Now, does he have any chance to hold on? Probably not, even though his sire right on Curlin was second in the, I want to say, 2014 Preakness to California Chrome. Aaron can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but uh, I expect that he's going to be at least be up there and part of the the early bit. Uh, Aaron brings up, yeah, according to time form, first mission has the same. Actually, he's one point faster than National Treasure there. The difference is he's drawn outside, inexperienced, and... Velasquez is on National Treasure. It's got to be one goal, right? You send that horse, you go off, and you, you try and win it.
1: And First Mission just, just lets someone go 24 48 uh, There's no reason to think he's not going to let someone do it again. Yeah. Uh, and if he, if he lets National Treasure do that, he's in a world of trouble. I'm not saying he's going to, but if, if First Mission lets him go and Coffee with Chris doesn't press him, he's in a world of trouble. Because I agree, look, First Mission has been absolutely goofy. I'm sorry, time, National Treasure has been goofy in his races. But when National Treasure got the lead, he looked very good. And if National Treasure gets the lead again, you're going to see a different version of him in that sense. And that's where my fear is from National Treasure perspective. Uh, first mission for me is just, I, I can't. I mean, the price is too short. The horse is unproven. I don't love Arabian Lion. I, I don't think that Lexington was that good. Like, it, it, So you go through all of that process, and you're like, and now I have to swallow— what I think is going to be close to two to one, or maybe sub two to one, because I think First Mission is going to get bet off the board. Here is the the wise guy horse to be able to beat Mage. I, I just can't. There, I, I think the price is absolutely wrong on that horse.
0: And Curtis Manlo brings up a great point. Um, the, right after the Derby, and the the trainer quotes that they get. You know, they go up to every single trainer, every single jockey immediately after the Derby and ask them their thoughts. Brad Cox in that moment was talking about first mission because they asked him, are you gonna send any horses to Preakness? He's like, ah, I don't know, we got four. I got first mission though. Let me tell you about first mission. They're like, the Derby is like, your last horse is still like rounding the turn. You don't want to, no, no, let's talk about first mission. Like he's been very high on the horse, but. Here's the I, problem with that. If
1: I had a penny, just a penny, for every time Brad Cox was super high on a horse and told the whole fricking world, I would be the richest man on earth. He hypes his horses to everybody more than anyone else any trainer i've ever heard of if i had like the number of people who text me and say brad cox told me he loves a horse is (laughs) just like (laughs) unfathomable how many people say that and if you know the brad cox barn you know i am correct aaron you can shake your head in the background if you want every single horse is the best horse that's ever run it is ridiculous out of that barn so i don't give a flying. Deep if he likes the horse or not because I don't trust him when he says he likes the horse.
0: I was laughing because Aaron's face in the background said it oh, all. I forget which horse it was on Derby weekend that that was, was, was supposed to be. West Willpower. That's right. Yeah. And that horse, oh, man, he stuck his stubby little dick in the ground. Uh, I do want to ask you this. Cause I go back to this. David to asked this great question. If somebody's against Mage, clearly we're not, but if someone's against Mage, how deeply do you recommend they end up playing in this race?
1: Uh, it depends if you're using first mission. Um, if you're using first mission, I wouldn't go any more than three deep. Um, I, I think if you're chucking both of them, you can you can use a lot here, right? I, I think that really opens up your options. I don't see a world where that many people are not using both. Like To me, the logical win contenders are National Treasure, Mage, Perform, and First Mission. I don't see any of the other four horses winning this race. So if you're not using National Treasure or Mage, I think you can use Perform, First Mission, and uh, and uh for the first mission national treasure and perform but outside of that i like i don't see Red about one winning i don't see the two or four winning i hate blazing
0: seven so i think three mm-hmm. deep is the right number if you're chucking mage kevin b for the uh, podcast listeners kevin b says brad cox gave me a tip at the stewart's ice cream shop near saratoga last year finished dead last yeah sounds I mean, about right he is the worst with it man I, I, i'm not making this up he is the worst <laughs> um you did want to touch you mentioned earlier. you want to talk about blazing sevens i agree with your i heard you say at first that he's probably best as a one-turn horse and uh, people like to point to chad brown skipping the derby and winning the preakness with cloud computing and early voting people forget that there were two horses was it last year two years ago he had two horses that skipped the derby went to the preakness and neither one of them did a damn thing so i don't it's not like a dead set thing that blazing sevens is suddenly going to run the race of his life here
1: well, in Blazing Seven's one win came in the Champagne, which is a fake back, fake, fake Belmont race at Aqueduct going a mile where the pace absolutely collapsed. And it was a one-turn mount was able to, to, to run up into the win, right? He wasn't mm-hmm. the best horse in the race. He won because of the pace setup. And now he's facing better horses without a pace setup. I, to me, it just doesn't make any sense here to be be using Blazing Seven. Six to one's way too short. And the horse is going to get bet off the board off that number two. Everyone is going, oh, it's Chad Brown. It's Ired Ortiz. They skipped the derby. They aim for the Preakness, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, just no thanks, and we've been you and I have both been against this horse the entire campaign, and it has not hurt us yet. So, if it hurts no. you now,
0: so be it. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it doesn't, though. Hopefully, we're both <laughs> single here to mage. Let's not let's uh let not have that have it. Uh, all right, I think you know what, that's uh all the great questions uh that we got there, but that's pretty great. Let's go ahead, Mike. Thanks for everybody Thank for listening. About all the other questions. <laughs> no there were that were were there other nah all the other questions kind of come came up to it uh here we go dave barista i didn't see this one till just now does the track bias also hurt mage he has to be close against a bunch he has to close against a bunch again i i don't he can be tactical right we've seen i don't i don't think it does especially in eight horse field where if he goes let's say he's goes
1: 48 let's say this goes 47 to the half and he's five lengths back which is exactly what he did in the derby he's really dangerous here Right. And so to me, the track bias isn't an issue there, especially since it's not like he's slow. Let's not call like like us not pretend he's tapping trice here. Let's, he, this horse has some early speed when he wants to. He can be forwardly placed like the, he can get up there without go, having a jockey go nuts on him. So it's one of those spots, right? I think that even with a 47, 48 pace, he's going to be in the picture. It's not like he's going to be crazy far behind and people are like, well, the Florida Derby, they were 46 in the Florida Derby. Like again, it's this, these aren't reasonable halves. He's been behind, so it's not like if the pace is slow, he's going to be where Red Route One
0: is. Okay. I'm just I'm laughing that t- two two weeks later you're still firing shots at Taffy so I'm like, ah, yeah. the straight bullet just went past, <laughs> all the way from his Belmont stall. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll give out our tickets one last time for the podcast listeners, YouTube viewers, Facebook viewers. You can take a look down below. I will start my fifty cent ticket. I'm going to go two six seven with one three six ten. Add the 13 if Beer Can Man does draw in. I'm going to go 7, 9, 10 in the third leg. 3, 5, 8, 9 in the fourth. And singling the three mage, that's
1: $72. I'm going to play two tickets here. I'll play a 50 center. I'm going to go 2, 6 with 1, 5, 10, 13. I'll use the three if Beer Can Man doesn't draw in. With 2, 7, 8 with 1, 8, 9. With three single, 36 bucks for 50 cents. I'm going to play back a $5 ticket. Six with 1, 5, 10. With 7, with 1,
0: 8. With 3, that'll cost you 30 bucks for $5. Over at RacingNews.com, it is Preakness week. We've got you covered with all sorts of uh, previews and picks for not only Preakness Day Saturday, but also on Friday. It's Black Eyed Susan Stakes Day. Uh, Aaron's preview for that is up. The Pimlico Special on Friday. Vinny took care of that preview for us. He's got his picks up there as well. And then, Mike, you previewed the for Barton Stakes, which is race four on Saturday, and it's so early. We'll actually be in the middle of Dudes Who Bet Daily Saturday morning. us morning for us uh when that race is going off so arabian lion is going to be running in that spot and you can get mike's picks for that i knew aaron was going to sing it down there (laughs) uh one of these times shoddy you get to we'll have you if you ever uh well if you win the fantasy league Shoddy, you can come and sit in the background of of Streamyard one day and you can just watch what happens with aaron during one of these shows because it's really its own show into of itself but anyways mike your pick for uh the sir barton stakes you went with a cold try that you gave out you feeling pretty confident I, you got to watch the video if you want to find out what it is. Come on, man. I would that. I would. Yeah, I didn't know how to get there because I didn't want to make you give out the pick. <laughs> Shockingly, Arabian Lions on top. But if you want to find out who's second and third, go check out that video. Uh, Blinkers off. will be live here in a little bit. Uh, again, the uh, the betting bible for Preakness stakes is available right now. The full version, including all of Jared's picks, they're there. You can go download that right now or purchase it if you have it. And of course, the Racing Dudes Rockets and the Samo Bombs will be covering Pimlico and other major tracks. All weekend long, and then if you want any sports coverage, we've got Dudes Who Bet Daily every Wednesday through Sunday at noon Eastern at 9 a.m. Pacific. Any final words, Mr. Samich? Looking forward to this weekend, man. We'll be live tomorrow, noon Eastern, or as you said, noon Pacific.
1: Noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, and then live tomorrow for the Pimlico and, and Saturday for the Pimlico Card. So
0: make sure you check us out. Make sure you subscribe so you know when we go live. And we'll have the uh, yeah the live show Friday covering the Pimlico Special and Black Eyed Susan will be 2 to 3 pacific a five to six eastern i hate time zones and then saturday a reminder four to seven fifteen eastern one to four fifteen pacific again like mike said youtube.com slash racing dudes subscribe and hit the notification bell good luck to everybody until well i guess until tomorrow i'm magic and i'm mike good luck everybody go panthers what'd you say go panthers oh go panthers i thought you said go lakers like get the hell out of here Roar! go panthers